You are listening to the Rock That Creative Job podcast with Jamie Roberts, episode 50. This podcast has a very focused mission to inspire, motivate, and empower you with the tools, insight, and guidance you need to get better jobs, better work, better pay, and build the creative career and life you've always wanted. So click subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast and let's rock. Hey, creatives, welcome to the final episode for season one of the Rock That Creative Job podcast. I am so excited about season two. I can barely contain myself and make it through this final episode of season one. But I want to be sure to bring you all the highlights of what's going to happen over the next 12 months, because it is going to be amazing from a support standpoint and also from an entertainment standpoint. I have so many awesome guests lined up for you to help you understand how to move yourself forward in your creative career. I am going to be talking with recruiters and you'll get the inside scoop on what they look for, how they can advocate for you, how they can help you with your search and how you should reach out to them and what's appropriate and makes sense. I know a lot of creatives struggle with this, with reaching out to recruiters and getting yourself on different lists so that you have people out there who are supporting you and being able to present opportunities to you that you might not know about. I'm also going to be talking to mental health experts. I have psychologists, psychiatrists, people who work in the mental health industry specifically to come in and talk to us about exactly what you can do when you are struggling and you have a toxic job and you don't know quite where to go and it's really just sucking the life out of your creative energy and you're struggling. And you know I love psychology. So I want to make sure I'm bringing people in to give you the detailed information that I don't have because as you know, I spent 20 years in the creative advertising industry. And psychology is a huge part of what we do as creative, but this is not where I spent my career. So it only makes sense to bring in those who are experts. I'm also gonna be talking with hiring managers from all different industries at different levels, in different capacities, because I want you to understand exactly how people are seeing you and your self-promotional materials. I want you to know what they're looking for. I want you to know how they're seeing you in interviews, what they're expecting. I want to give you the inside look at all of these things. Because as we all know, we can use the same amount of energy to run away from our dreams as we use to run toward them. So we might as well learn as much as we can and put that energy in the right place and start moving ourselves forward and making 2024 the year that we finally get unstuck, that we finally level up, that we finally feel good about our creative contributions to the world. But before we talk about creating our own opportunities, I want to remind you to please rate and subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As you know, I am all word of mouth all the time. I don't advertise because I value the word of mouth of the creative community. And I think that holds way more weight than just seeing an ad pop up on your phone. So if you know people out there in your creative community who are struggling, who might need support within a job or who are looking for a job, please let them know about my services, about my podcast, about all the amazing live streams I'm about to have this month for my January Jumpstart program. And if you want to know more about those, go to my website at rockthatcreativejob.com and sign up. I'll send you the calendar of events and every Monday you'll get an email so you know what events are happening that week and what the topics are going to be. 
I coach many people every week. I want to make sure that creatives out there are feeling supported. They're getting the right information and they are feeling motivated. We all know how hard it is to get out of a job that you hate. We all know how hard it is to go back into the workforce after taking time off or dealing with a layoff. All of those things are so psychologically damaging when you are stuck in a place that doesn't align with where you actually want to be. And this is a great segue into our topic today, which is how to create opportunities in the creative industry. Now, my dad used to always say that opportunity was just luck plus preparation. And I, of course, as a kid, just kind of brushed that off and thought, oh, he has a lot of sayings. This is just another one. This one always stuck with me, though. Because I recognized that the way to create opportunities is to be prepared for them. Let's talk about the preparation part, because I think a lot of people feel anxious about putting themselves out there, about getting their work together, about updating that portfolio. These are all things that we have to do in the creative industry. It's a struggle to write your resume and try and remember and synthesize all of the amazing accomplishments that you had over the past two three, five, 10, 15, maybe 20 years. But we all know that by doing this, it helps us remember how much we've accomplished. So the resume alone, in addition to physical preparation, which is sending something to a recruiter, applying for that job that you see, it's also psychological preparation because we need to see our own achievements to understand that we have high value. So that preparation is really important for us because that's mental preparation. We need that psychological boost. We need to know that when we talk about our work and our achievements and our experience, we're the real deal. We are not imposters. We are great at what we do. We've been given a gift to be the creative professional that we are, and we need to actually share it like we mean it. So there are three ways to get an opportunity. The first one is to have it presented to us. That might be something like a recruiter reaches out to us or someone we worked with connects with us and asks us if we're interested in an opening at their organization. These are things that generally we are not ready for. And when we're presented with these things, it creates anxiety if we don't have our resume together, if we don't have our portfolio together, if we don't have samples of our work, if we don't know what we're going to say. So that preparation for opportunities to be presented to us is how we create the actual opportunity. Because if we're presented with an experience and we can't actually reciprocate, we can't connect with that person or email that hiring manager or send the samples that they're requesting, that's a lost opportunity. The second way is the opportunity is found by us. And that is usually scrolling the job boards, networking with your peer group or other creatives in the community. And then all of a sudden you've discovered, oh, there is an opening for this thing that I want to do. Maybe you want your career to go in a slightly different direction. Maybe you want to level up into a leadership role. And in conversation, you discover that there is an opportunity for you to do that. But again, the preparation has to be in place. We can't wait until we discover the thing. Because what happens is when we discover the thing and we're not ready, we then spiral into guilt and anxiety and fear. And we feel that imposter syndrome creeping in because we feel like, oh my gosh, I'm wasting this opportunity. I'm not ready. 
I'll probably never be ready. I don't know how I'm going to get my things together in time. I don't know how I'm going to respond. I don't know how to reach out to this person, knowing that there's an opportunity out there to work with this organization or this client because I am not prepared. And the third way that opportunities come to us is they're created by us. And this usually happens when you're actively networking. You're actively sharing what you have to offer. You're going out there and you're thinking, I want to be in a leadership role in creative. I'm going to talk to everyone I know about this and I'm going to see if there's a fit somewhere or if there's an opportunity somewhere. I'm going to be relentless with this pursuit because this is my goal. And to do this, you don't even have to sell yourself. All you need to do is tell people what you're looking for. Be specific, be sincere, and let people know that you're excited about the potential of an opportunity like this. Enthusiasm goes so far when you're talking about job opportunities. People want to work with someone that is enthusiastic because that person is going to be all in. And you know that person is going to create amazing things. I've interviewed some super talented creatives in my career who had no enthusiasm for their work. And that made me question if they were going to even enjoy doing it six months into the role. So the preparation for this is just making sure your mindset is in the right place and you're actually excited about what you want to do and what you're putting out. Because we all know what we put into the world, we get back. So if you're someone that is constantly upset about the lack of jobs you see, about not getting those callbacks, about interviews that don't go any further than the first round. Those things are hard to deal with. But what you don't want to do is carry those forward into the next engagement, into the next interaction. And preparing your mindset for some of the difficulties and challenges of a job search, of moving your career forward, that's going to really help you grab onto those opportunities when they're presented to you, when you discover them, or when you simply create them yourself. The inner work we do always yields the outer results that we want. And it works both ways, right? You can do no work at all and just be negative about where you are and frustrated and feeling bad and feeling guilty and not knowing how to get yourself moving forward. We all know that that's going to yield the results that you don't want. Or you can work on that mindset and get yourself energized and excited about the future because there is so much potential for you out there. So much creative work out there. There is a place for every single person. There is an alignment waiting to happen in your life, in your career. And if you are in a position where you have this sustained feeling that you're not getting back what you're putting in, that is going to absolutely exhaust you after a certain point. And sometimes we need to ask for help to get us back into that mental headspace that we need to move ourselves forward. We all know work is a contract. You give something and you get something in return. Your role is to provide the needed service and their role is to compensate you to hopefully respect you and your viewpoint to remove the roadblocks so you can actually be successful and also to communicate clearly about your growth path in the company. And we all know that not all these things happen in every job, which is a lot of times why we feel like we need to leave a job. In the last podcast episode, I talked about how I desperately wanted to get out of a position that I had at a larger organization because I didn't feel like there was ever a growth path for me. 
So even though I was compensated, people removed roadblocks so I could actually do the work. I didn't feel like I was going anywhere. So all those things need to be in place for us to feel valued, for us to feel energized, for us to feel like we're contributing at the level that we want. Now, let's talk about opportunities from a lack perspective, because we often make decisions based out of fear or anxiety when we're in this place of feeling less than valuable, of feeling like an imposter, of feeling like no one's ever going to see us, no one's ever going to know all that we can contribute, no one's listening. That's a hard place to be in. But nobody ever said that we have to sacrifice ourselves for our work except that organization. The people that complain about your boundaries are the people that will benefit from you having none at all. But because we feel anxious and we feel like we need to take whatever's out there and slowly devalue our worth, this becomes a narrative that we replay over and over in our minds when we get into these challenging situations, when we experience a layoff or a downsizing or a restructure And we normalize this behavior of just latching on to whatever's out there, not really looking at the opportunity, not thinking about preparing ourselves for that next thing. There's always a reciprocity that needs to happen with work. We can't wait until other people notice that we're not in it 100% because I can tell you they will notice when your energy starts to wane. And I don't want you to have the rug pulled out from underneath you because you were too afraid to take control of your career by preparing. I don't want anyone to grip so tightly and pour their energy into something that does not reciprocate just because they think that there is nothing else out there for them. There is so much out there for you. You have to do the physical preparation. You have to do the mental preparation. And this is why I do this, because I see the value in both those things. I help people every week do both of these things, make better decisions, up the value that they have so that they can sell it at the level that they want to. Because if you're constantly feeling bad about where you are and you're underselling yourself, what you're going to do is you're going to get someone interested that doesn't actually value you, that doesn't actually want you to do the things that you're great at. And that sucks. And we have all been there where you're like, oh, this job is going to be so great. And then you're reorganizing Word documents and pulling graphics into PowerPoint. This isn't why we got into the creative industry. None of us are here because we want to clean up somebody else's mess. We want to create new things from the depths of our soul. We want to make sure that what we have inside us comes out. And when we can't do that, that's when the frustration starts. And that's when the anxiety starts. And that's a downward spiral right to a depressive state, whether you're in a job or not. So by preparing, by getting ready for all of these things, we're opening ourselves up to the potential that is out there in the world that we previously could not access. Because we know that when someone contacts us, we're going to be ready. We're going to know what we need to say. We're going to know what we need to show them. And we're going to be impressive. And I want everyone to be the most impressive version of their creative self. I want everyone to prove out what people already suspect. But what happens when you can't prove this out is that you take a lower salary than you originally thought you would. You take positions that don't really have the kind of work that you're really excited to do or that lights you up or has a growth path. You decide that a long commute is probably the only thing you can do. or You start comparing yourself to others and you realize, oh my gosh, I am 
in a dead end position. I'm seeing all these people get promoted. I'm seeing all these people move forward. I'm watching my LinkedIn feed as everybody announces all their new jobs and their promotions. And here I am stuck in this rut and it's so deep. I can't see over the sides and I don't even know how to start. That is such a dangerous and disheartening place to be in. And I have been there too. And this is why I do this work. I know how hard it is to come up with creative ideas, to be excited about your next project when you're in that spot. It just does not work. And this sometimes gets into a really tricky spot when I coach people that are at the end of their interview cycle and they want to talk about how to negotiate. They want a higher amount than that organization is willing to pay because they haven't proved out that they're worth more. And I can tell you, organizations don't care what other people are paying for your title because that's removed from their daily experience. We have to prove the contribution that we're going to make is going to affect their bottom line and the problems that we've solved. This is a positive focus. It's an aspirational focus. And it shows the audience that we are invaluable to them and to their business. And we can't do that unless we mentally prepare. We get ready to talk about ourselves. And this is, is hard. It's really hard for creatives. It's hard for a lot of industries. But I think for us, because our work is highly visual, that we feel like it speaks for itself. And I was under this impression in the beginning of my career. And that changed immediately once I started interviewing after college and realized, oh, wow, I need to actually explain this more. I can't just hand somebody my printed book at the time and expect that they're going to understand what my value is. I need to take them through the work. I need to tell them all the decisions I made. I need to show them that I am ready for this opportunity. And let's just remember that selling is not about overpowering someone or controlling the outcome or coercing them or winning. That is actually domination. And that feels gross. No one likes that. But when you talk about yourself in a confident and enthusiastic manner and you explain your work, that's attracting and not dominating. If you lean in to what is natural for you and what you do best, the opportunities are going to be more available than you ever thought. We don't want to end up with something that we didn't want in the first place. And we can't charge what we're worth if we don't see our own value. So conveying the value and knowing the value have to always be 100% aligned. We all need to realize that the outcome of what we do every day is going to change someone's life. It is going to make a difference. It is going to improve the business that we work for. It is going to improve the service that that business is selling. It's going to improve the customer experience who's using that service. There is a intense chain reaction that happens when we do amazing, thoughtful, strategic, creative work. And I know most of us just say, we just want a job. We just want a job. We just want to pay our bills. And I get that because I have felt that too. You just want to make sure you're stable, you're secure, you have insurance, you can take care of your family. But those are table stakes. And doing the job that we have to do every day as creatives, there has to be more to it. Those basic needs obviously should be met. But if we want to stay in this industry and thrive in this industry and move forward and grow and accelerate, we have to be in it in a different way. How we react when someone says no or gives us negative feedback or tells us that they're not really ready for that idea. That's the determining factor of whether we keep going or not. And if we're prepared for these conversations, if we're ready 
we're going to be able to handle that and move forward. It's just going to be a bump in the road. It's not going to be a dead end. So we have to separate ourselves from our services in a way that allows us to see what we have as incredible value, but also not to take it personally when someone doesn't see that value the same way, because not everyone does. We all get advertised products and services every day, and we assign different levels of value to those things based on what we need in our lives. And that is what others do with us and our services. But it's not a value that's placed on us. It's the value of the services. However, if you can really articulate what they're going to get out of those services, you're going to increase your value. But again, we have to separate that out. We have to be mentally ready. We have to be prepared. Because honestly, there's really no such thing as luck. We always talk about, oh, they're so lucky. They got that job. Oh, they were so lucky. They knew that person. They just happened to see the internal posting and they applied for it and they know the manager. None of that's luck because the people that are doing that are prepared. They're looking, they're open to having things presented to them. They're seeking them out or they're being very strategic about being prepared so that they can continue to move forward or they're creating their own opportunities and getting ready for that next step. And I want everybody out there to know that that is possible no matter where you are in your career. If you have been unemployed for a year and haven't gotten a single callback, that does not mean the opportunity is not out there for you. It is. You might be looking in the wrong place. You might be presenting yourself in the wrong way. That's not actually aligning with where you need to be. A lot of creatives I work with come to me and say, oh, you know, I'm really great at this and I want to do these things. And I look at their portfolio and I say, well, what about this area? This is amazing. And these skills that you have, like so many businesses would need this. And they realize, oh my gosh, I've been promoting the wrong thing this whole time. And when they shift, then they find those opportunities. People find them. They look and they see things that align with that. Or they simply create it by pushing that out into the world. And letting people know that that is their value and they are excited to contribute. And we need to remember that the thing we need to show people is what we can do for them, not just what we can do. Because there's a huge difference. Someone might be super impressed at what you do as a creative person, but they're not applying it to their life, their needs, their business. They're just simply impressed. The same way you'd be impressed if you went into an art gallery and saw some amazing work. That's not going to do anything for you and your business. You're just awestruck because of the talent required to create something like that. But we are creative professionals in a commercial industry. There needs to be more than just the awestruck audience that we have because then we become fine artists. I went through three years of college as a fine art major and I recognized immediately this is not my place because the people there we're not interested in solving a problem. They were interested in just getting that creative, inspired part of them out onto a canvas or into wood or into clay. I enjoyed that, but I wanted the other piece. I wanted the problem solving for others. I wanted to help other people. And I recognized that that, that need to support others and to be the person who can solve problems and help them move forward in whatever way is what led me to what I do right now, which is coaching people and helping them solve their problems and create a better life for themselves and their family by having a job that is actually exciting and pays well and engages them and gives them the growth opportunities that they want. 
So if you're out there and you're someone who hasn't worked in the industry in a little while and you're considering moving back, or you're someone who is in a job that just doesn't feel right anymore, or you're someone who wants to level up in your position and you're not sure how to get that promotion, whatever your movement is, I want to make sure that you know that that's on your terms and that you control this. Because when we grow our minds in this way, a big shift occurs. We often think we aren't in control, but our thoughts and our perceptions absolutely drive what happens to us. And think back to the last time you had some type of opportunity. It could be personal, it could be professional, where something just sort of fell out of the sky and you thought, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I was thinking about getting one of these things and now here it is. Someone has one and they gave it to me or I went on next door and someone was getting rid of this thing. And, or there was an opportunity to get my child into a daycare because someone I know just moved. And that random morning coffee sidewalk conversation opened up that space for my child. None of that would happen if we weren't thinking that we needed to do that, thinking it was possible, making that the reality in our minds. I give people practical advice all day, every day. Here's how you should structure your portfolio. Here's how you need to organize your thoughts for your resume. But the most important thing that I help people with is understanding how valuable it is to see yourself as someone who has potential and high value to the people out there around you who are looking for you because someone out there is looking for your services right now and they are dying to find you. And if you don't elevate yourself and know that that's possible, you're never going to find them either. You're never going to connect. And I want to make sure people are making those connections. The thing I love most in my coaching sessions is when someone has an aha moment about their professional value and they realize, oh my gosh, I am good at this. It's so effortless when I do these types of projects and create these types of things and collaborate with these types of people. Then they go out and they talk about that because it's easy. It's not a sales pitch. It's not coercive. It's just something that they just naturally do. Like you tell people, yeah, I run, I'm a runner. They don't go into the details about how slow they are. They just tell you, yeah, I run in the morning. I go for a run. That's the feeling you should have when you talk about yourself and your career and what you have to offer. Because no two creatives are alike and nobody can compete with you where you are. Nobody does it like you. There is a seat at the table for everyone and I want you to get that seat. And I want you to remember that the opportunities are out there and I want you to be prepared for them when they are presented to you, when you see them and when you create them. And if you are stuck right now and you have no idea what steps to take and you realize that resume is out of date, I have a creative resume in a day course. And the reason it's in a day is because I know we have a lot more to focus on other than the resume. Most industries, that's all we need to do, right? Finance people put a resume in, they get a call back, they interview. They don't need to show their spreadsheets. We need to show our work. And that's just how it is in this industry. Because we're trying to give them reasons that we're aligned with where they want to go grow their business. And we're trying to showcase that we're connected to the type of work that they do. and We can help them up level that. So having those visual expressions of where we are, that is a benefit to us. And yeah, it's a lot of work, but it gives us more to sell, it gives us the opportunity to share our capabilities in a different way, in a more detailed way. And that is how you connect with your audience. And so doing the resume and getting it out of the way, that is the most important thing because most of us, unless we're professional writers, we don't enjoy that. And even if you are a writer, that's not the type of writing you probably do. I want to make sure that there is an option for people to go at their own pace 
but also get it done in a weekend and start moving forward and promoting yourself with your work and reaching out to people and being ready for those recruiter conversations and sending your resume out and making sure that your friends and your network and your previous employers know, hey, I'm looking for something different now. And that's how we create our opportunities. So I hope this podcast gave you a little bit more perspective because there is nothing we cannot do and we are better together. And I am so excited about all the things that I have in store for you guys this year. And if you haven't signed up for my January Jumpstart series, I would love for you to come to my free live streams. I'm going to do three events a week, every week in January. I just did two this week and I have one tomorrow, Friday morning, and it's free coaching Friday. So I would love for you to be there. It's a live stream Q&A office hours session. And I would love to connect with you. I'd love to answer your questions. I'd love to get you excited about your career shift or moving forward in whatever capacity you're in. And I want to dispel the myths for you too. I want to make sure you're getting good advice and you're not getting the advice that's going to hold you back because you feel like the effort and the work ahead of you is insurmountable. It's not. And if you need a partner, you know I'm always here. I am so, so happy to be able to do this and to be able to provide you with these services. And I want you to reach out to me anytime you need help. You can follow me on LinkedIn, Instagram. I now have a TikTok channel. And definitely check out my website if you're interested in the course. I have gotten amazing feedback from people who have taken this course. And it's pretty exciting to have something out there that can help you guys when I'm unable to align with your time zones. I'm taking a little bit of a break in January on the podcast so I can focus on these free live events. But in February, we're going to kick off season two. And I wanted to get you excited and ready for all of that amazing content that's going to help you. And thanks for listening, and I'll see you in season two.